An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Roundtable of Jacked and Canned, joined as always by John Tespin. John, how are we doing tonight? John and I are coming fresh off of eating dinner. Yes. Well, I'm still picking at it, so I'm doing good. I'm having some rice and pierogies. You can't go wrong with that. What do you eat good? I had uh, salmon, mashed potatoes, and broccoli. Very healthy. Look at you, Colbs. A change man. Ladies and gentlemen, Colbs is definitely a change man. Who are you? Yeah, uh, part of my my uh, medication says that I'm not really supposed to eat a lot of fatty and uh, fried foods, which it turns out was about 95% of my diet. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it turns out the only meats I can really have or supposed to have anyway is, um, I mean, I, I'll still mess around with some other meats here and there. Like I had a uh, like a ham grinder couple uh last week and like i had tacos recently but for the most part i can pretty much just have like grilled chicken and salmon and i'm like eh, and i love salmon hot sauce is going to be your best friend because you're going to no, i'm like not supposed to have that either pepper black pepper yeah i guess a little bit <laughs> you're gonna have to change up the spices a little bit just to change up the taste yeah <laughs> Coles, I know something that's going to get you a little bit more amped up than how you're feeling right now, man. Who's on top? How we kick it off every sports roundtable episode. We're going to start off here for the first time this season with the NHL standings, Coles. It's about time we talk about it. Atlantic Division. Who do you think sitting on top over there? Bruins. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. 17, 17 and 2. 17 and 2. Zero OTL. Culp's caught me that a couple of years. He taught me that a couple of years ago to go ahead and mention that with 34 points. Culp's, for some of our new listeners, what the hell is OTL again and what does the points mean? Overtime loss, which essentially you still get a point for losing in overtime as long as you bring the game to overtime. However, you do not get the second point that you do by winning the game. And the points. Well, points is just how they essentially uh, bring your uh, think of it as like your, where your ranking stands, how they measure your record is based on points. It really has nothing to do with the record, even though they are coinciding things. But essentially, instead of win loss percentage like they do in every other sport, you're doing this based on points. So, again, every time you bring a game to overtime, you at least get one point. So if you lose a bunch of games in overtime, but you don't lose a lot of games in regulation, you're still getting a point each one of those losses. All right. Fair enough. So Bruins doing good over there, followed by the Maple Leaves and the Lightning. Metropolitan Division Coles. We got the Devils sitting on top over there at 16 and 3-0 Yeah. I think 32. they've won 13 straight. Oh my God. They are. They're on a 13 game winning streak. Holy 
Frick, talk about a hot team, man. What the hell yeah. is going on over there? <laughs> I was talking with a uh, with a Bruins friend of mine at work today, and he, he was telling me, he's like, oh, I'm not too worried about him. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that looks like a pretty fucking hot team to me. I don't want any part of that right now. I mean, we're 17-2, and two, so technically we're a game better, but we ain't won 13 straight. They're a freaking hot team. The Bruins win in seven straight, so about half. So the Devils yeah. are a freaking hot team. Devils are followed by the Hurricanes, the Islanders. You know I love saying that. And then the New York Rangers. And you know I love pointing them out. But I had to go top four over there, Colbs. Western the Conference. For the entirety of the northeast of the country. It's just strange. Oh, just wait like- for it. Oh, just wait. We're not done. I think you know where I'm going to be going here very soon. So Western Conference, Central Division. We got the stars sitting on top over there. Wow, what a difference. 11-5, 3 OTL, 25 points, followed by the Avalanche and the Jets. Pacific Division, this one makes me so freaking happy. Cubs, you already know who I'm going to be mentioning here. We got the Golden Knights, no surprises, 15-4, and 1 OTL, 31 points. We got the Kings at 11-8, 2 OTL, 24 points. And this next one here gets me very happy because it's Colbs' favorite team. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been saying this every single year since they've been a franchise in Colbs. How many years has Seattle crackled? Crack, oh, my God, crackle. How many years has the Seattle Kraken been around for? This is year two. Exactly. So last year, Colbs was a diehard fan, number one fan last year, number one fan this year. Colbs, tell me that I am wrong. You're wrong. Fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, going over to the NBA <laughs> NBA standings. This one makes me happy here. Eastern Conference, Colbs, who's sitting on top? Uh, I think it's still Boston. Boston, do you want to give a guess at the top eight? Because last year you were oh, a God. genius. I, you, I, you so I'm a these. little bit more out of it right now because the season's still young and because the Lakers and Heat have both been relatively bad, so I've had less reason to pay attention. Give it a um, shot. Okay, so Boston's up there. Uh, Milwaukee's up there. Um, uh, I know Cleveland was in the top four. Nope, you're right I, there. So you got Boston, the Bucks, the Cavs. Who else? You're doing um, good. The Hawks are up there. Um, the Raptors, I'm sure, are up there. Yep. Uh, let's see. So that's five. So that would leave three more teams to, oh, God. And this is when everybody becomes like the same record. Oh shit! Want me to help uh, this, you? Yeah, go ahead because honestly, I'm not sure. The Pacers, the Pacers, the Wizards, and the Knicks. Yeah, and then there's a whole shitload of teams that are just outside by literally like a game. Yeah, you got the 76ers, the Nets, the Bulls, and the Heat. Yeah, that that sounds about right. The Western Conference Colbs. We got the Jazz sitting on top, followed by the Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, Kings, Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Trailblazers. Jazz sitting on top at 12 and 7. Talking about a hot team over here in the Western Conference Colbs. Last 10 games, the Kings, 8 and 2. They yeah, the Kings, the Kings are surging right now. They're they're looking to uh make their typical early season impact, and then they will probably be. Uh, maybe a play-in team by the end of the year. The West is a little bit weaker this year. In Colbs, every single time I have to ask you, I get it. They're on a three-game winning streak. The season is so young. They're sitting at five and ten. The Lakers, did they figure it out with this three-game winning streak? They're seven and ten, and uh, I thought it was only a two-game win streak. Oh, it says they're five and ten. 
and they're five games back. Uh, um, well, no, you know what? You're, I think you're right, John. They, they were three and 10. I, I had in my head that they were back up to seven and 10, but I, I don't know. Now LeBron's been sitting out and Anthony, a- Anthony Davis has been putting up a show the last couple of games. He's averaging something like 33 and 18 over the last two or three games. Are they back? Are they going to make a run for it here? No. Are you putting any money on them winning the NBA championship? No. Fair enough. <laughs> Thanksgiving game. Doesn't the NBA have the Thanksgiving games going on this season too? I mean, it's some uh, no, I don't think they actually ever do. I think that they keep Thanksgiving off because they always play on Christmas. Mm, that's what it is. That's the holiday I was thinking about. I was getting it confuzzled. Colbs. Now, over to the NFL. We got the AFC East. We got the Dolphins sitting on top at seven and three. Well, actually, they're matched right there with the Bills, who's also sitting at seven and three. But the Dolphins do have the tiebreaker. Technically, the Dolphins are on top. Woo! Dolphins on top, baby. The Pats at six and four in a three-game winning streak, and we got the Jets at six and four. Colbs, it's time to replace Zach Wilson, isn't it? It is uh, as far. I mean, the Jets, they have such a good defense and they have no offense. I could say the exact same thing about New England, except that they have the ability to throw the ball a little bit. They don't have the weapons that New York has, but they do have a better quarterback in position. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully the Jets make a move here because they have too good of a team to really let this one just go down because of Zach Wilson. And like I told you earlier in the year, the Brees Hall injury really, really hurt. But I don't think either one of those teams are going to be somebody to worry about as far as actual con- like contending teams are concerned. The Bills and the Dolphins are both massively dangerous. The Bills are probably still going to have to get it a little bit better figured out, and the Dolphins need to play a little bit better defense. But those two teams are really legitimate championship contending teams. Colbs, AFC West. Who do we got sitting on top, Colbs? You always say every <laughs> week. Two, the Kansas City Chiefs. There we go. Because why? They're better than you. Exactly. That's all you need to know about the AFC West right now. Because the Chargers are sitting at five and five. The Raiders at three and seven. And the Broncos at three and seven. Colbs, anything else on the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos? Because it's pretty Pretty obvious yeah. with the Chiefs. Um, the the Chargers just got healthy again. They just got back Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Granted, Mike Williams reaggravated his injury, so he might have to take another week off. But Keenan Allen's back. That's really going to help out Justin Herbert, who has been playing a lot better in the last couple of weeks. I think that the Chargers will make a little bit of a surge here towards the later part of the year. Uh, I'm not betting on the Broncos again. Fuck that. I don't blame you. I don't think anybody blames you for that one. AFC North. Ravens seven and three, Bengals six and four, Browns three and seven, and the Steelers at three and seven. Copes, what's your takeaway over here? Uh, I have kind of restructured my take on Baltimore. I no longer think of them as this incredibly dangerous team. Ooh. I'm realizing that they just don't okay. have the offensive weapons outside of simply Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. So, I mean, you're not going to be able to stop Mark Andrews from getting some plays because I mean, at the tight end position, it's very rare that you can totally stop a tight end, but they just don't have the outside talent. You can see where it's hurting them, where they traded away Hollywood Brown. And then uh, Bateman, when he went down earlier in the year, that was the last real weapon they had. Mm. And they just don't have enough weapons for Lamar to get the ball out to. 
and it's become a Lamar or nothing offense. And that that's really not going to bode well for them unless they get something figured out as far as a skill guy that maybe we don't know so well yet. I I don't know how the Ravens are really going to contend seriously come later in the year and into the playoffs, but I do still think they're the best team in this division. Cincinnati's looking a little bit more dangerous than they had been earlier in the year right now, but I still don't have a lot of faith that they're a you know championship caliber type team. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, I mean, TJ Watt's back, and I think that they're playing a lot better. Cleveland has a good roster, and you can just see the difference of Jacoby Brissett versus what a above average quarterback would be in that team fair enough nick chubb has been getting shut down too maybe because it is a little bit about the quarterback place i think i'll just lock in on him yeah exactly afc south the titans seven and three the colts at four six and one colbs i thought the colts were going to beat the eagles really a last minute game winning touchdown run by jalen hurts come on colts you had it the jags at three and seven and the Texans at one, eight, and one. Colbs, I think my 25 cent fan duel bet, I think my dreams of the Super Bowl of that payout of $38 or whatever it was, is officially done. Colbs, what are you thinking about AFC South? Uh, that bet was done at the <laughs> end of week one. Um, <laughs> I would say for the Colts loss, man, that really hurts. Yes. No, no, you, you see what I did? Yes, I duh. Yes, Jay, I say Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty damn clever. I, I didn't come up with that on my own. I, I stole that. You didn't? Okay. Now, uh, but the Titans are the only thing to talk about in that division. They're they're going to walk away with this division once again, and by they, I mean Derrick Henry is going to walk away with this division once again because that's mm-hmm. all that this team really is. Fitzpatrick or Fitzpatrick, uh, Ryan Tannehill has come back out there and definitely proven like, hey, he can throw the ball some here and there, which has been a big win for them. He had a good but, game. Yeah, yeah, he did, and we'll we'll see how that goes moving forward. But I think Tennessee is a legitimate team. They just have nothing when it comes to being able to play against the Chiefs, the Bills, really the Eagles, pretty much any of the really good teams. The Colts aren't dead, though. They're not dead. They're showing signs yeah, they're, of life. They're dead. I we Think of it this way, John. There's seven playoff teams. We know the Bills are getting in. We know the Ravens are getting in. We know the Titans are getting in. We know the Chiefs are getting in, right? So there's your four division winners. Now you got three more spots. The Dolphins are going to get one of them. Then you got the Pats, the Jets, and the Bengals, and the Chargers. Only two teams are getting in out of those four. The Colts are somewhere else. They're down here. They 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 are they're done. I, I know that they still theoretically, mathematically can make it yeah. happen. That shit ain't gonna happen. All right. We're gonna see you at the end of the year, man. NFC, the NFC East, the Eagles. Sitting at nine and one, the Cowboys coming off of an absolute wow game at seven and three, the Giants at seven and three, and the Commanders sitting at six and five. Colbs, the NFC East is the toughest division in the NFL. It's them in the AFC East. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, the AFC East doesn't have the Commanders in it, so technically, I think I'd still go with the AFC East, but. I mean, John, we saw what was the most impressive win the Cowboys will have all year. And I don't mean that in a way where they can't have a win against an even better team or in an even bigger game. I'm just saying that it's not going to look like that again. Like, oh, my God, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles are clearly in a little bit of a rut right now. 
I, I really, I, I'm actually still shocked that that game was a one point game. The Eagles are going to have to get that figured out because that's not going to go well later in the year. Um, the, the giants I think are beginning to show you like they're not the, the team that you thought they were at the beginning of the year. Oh my God, they beat this. They think back outside of that Baltimore win. There's not really an impressive win that they have on the resume. And every time they play a team that's pretty good, well, that's where their losses have come in. And then Detroit beats them. And I mean, Detroit's on a three game win streak, but nobody's considering the Detroit Lions a good football team. Yeah, man, it, that was a good win, though. I'm pumped about the Lions, and we'll get to them in just I a moment, too. Uh, NFC West, the Niners, they are amazing now. Amazing. Sitting at six and four, three game winning streak. Se- Seahawks at six and four, Cardinals at four and seven, and the Rams, Cobes, they're done. Sitting at three and seven. What are you thinking over here in the NFC West? Yeah, I mean, for the Rams, they they don't have anything left to salvage. So we'll we'll see what happens for the rest of the year. I don't know what the plan is at quarterback, if they're going to try to really just let Stafford sit at this point until he's feeling 100% or what the deal is going to be there. Um, I, I still don't know exactly what's up with Kyler Murray, who said that all week he was feeling like he was ready to go and then doesn't get the start. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on in, over there, but I, I kind of alluded to some of that in the preseason where I was like, eh, I'm not sure that all this shit's fixed. I think I think we're starting to see some of that play out. Uh, Seattle's coming off the bye this week, and we got Vegas at home, so I feel pretty good about Seattle's chances. Oh yeah, and uh, and then for uh, for the Niners, yeah, I mean they they do look really good. I don't think we're going to see a lot of four touchdown Jimmy G games, which by the way that totally fucked me because when Kyler Murray wasn't playing, Zach picked them up in our fantasy league, <laughs> and then Jimmy G throws fucking four touchdowns and Zach wins by that. I'm like, oh. you got to be shitting me, dude. <laughs> I, I had him otherwise, but um, yeah, when it, when it comes down to it, I mean, I think the Niners are the best team in this division. I told you a, a week or two ago that I figured they would probably end up winning it, but I mean, it's, I, I don't think that the Niners are necessarily this massive, oh my God, we have to worry about this team kind of team. I think that they do possess some things that make any team struggle against them, especially now that that defense, especially on the defensive line is really healthy again. Uh, that's a that's a real problem, but I just don't worry about facing a, against Jimmy G. I, it does not worry me as like somebody that's thinking who are the best teams in the NFL. I'm not saying as a Seahawks fan, I I don't want to fucking play the Niners. They're better than me. But when I look at the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, I'm like, I mean, yeah, I, I could see the Niners beating the Eagles. I, I can't really picture them beating the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah, dude, I'm. I don't know. The Niners, they might give them a run at the end of the year, though. That's all I'm saying. They seem stacked on offense. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to keep up with them. When they're all clicking and they're all meshing, I don't know how you can. I mean, Elijah Mitchell looks freaking amazing, too. and he's a Well, the run game looks good regardless of who's been in there for the entirety of the time that Kyle Shanahan's been running that team. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's been all sorts of different guys running the ball. They all look good because the scheme's good and because that fucking monster Trent Williams is really good at blocking people and throwing them across the field. Oh, yeah. He's a freaking animal. Beast. Colts, NFC North, Vikings. Coming off of that loss. Wow. Huge one. Sitting at eight and two. The Lions, like you had pointed out, three game winning streak sitting at four and six. And the Packers sitting at four and seven. And the Bears sitting at three and eight. Justin Fields looking good. 
but not looking good right now because it looks like he might have dislocated his left shoulder. It's not his throwing shoulder, so we're going to have to wait and see what exactly that looks like. But that's a big loss to the Bears if he's going to miss any time. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's the only thing that's keeping them in games is Justin Fields being Justin Fields, where I, it's still surprising to me saying this because if we were if we were listening to ourselves right now after like week four, oh, we'd be no. like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? But but Justin Fields really has that offense ramped up and going. And it's, I mean, it revolves around his running game more than anything else, but it's been a fun watch and they've been putting up points. We'll have to see what that dislocated left shoulder does for him because honestly, I mean, the non-throwing arm, I feel like he could still play just fine, but we're we're gonna see what they do because I would understand at three and eight if you don't want to trot him out there risking further injury. True. Uh, as far as the other teams there, yeah, Green Green Bay, I already told you was done weeks ago, even after they beat the Cowboys. Now had nothing, nothing changed in my mind there. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, maybe Kirk cousins can get away with just playing every game at 1 PM on Sundays from now on, <laughs> uh, but probably doubtful. And as far as the lions go, I mean, it, it's cool to see, you know, I, I don't think that the lions by any means are a threat, but I, I hope they win more games. I like the lions right now. They're fun. It'd be cool to see him in the season at seven or eight wins throughout yeah. four right now. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Plus, they already played the Seahawks, so they can't get one on them. True. Yeah, Seattle's in contention. That's going to be a fun one if they end up making it over there deep into the playoffs. Colts, NFC South, last one over here. What a mess. This one's jumbled up. <laughs> we got the Bucks at five and five, Falcons five and six, Saints four and seven, and Panthers three and eight. Realistically, any team in this freaking division still has a chance, but let's be real. The Bucks are about to run away with this, right? Yeah, they're coming off a bye as well, and they're going to Cleveland. And even though Cleveland does present some some issues for Tampa, um, I don't think that that's going to necessarily be a downfall for them because, again, coming off a bye week and off of a win over the Seahawks in Germany the week prior, I, I think the Bucs are ready to get this turned up a little bit. I, I still don't see the Bucs. Like, I don't see them running the table from here and ended up 12-5 and five or anything along those lines, but – I do think Tampa is going to finish this season with a winning record. Uh, I mean, Atlanta, they, they've they really needed some of these games, and they, a couple of them have just gotten away from them. Uh, the Saints, like I said, I think they're here to ruin a couple of people's seasons, and mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to be a playoff team, but they will probably knock some teams out of playoff contention later in the year just because the Saints have just enough <laughs> that they're, they're a problem to have to play against even though they're not a team themselves that's going to win a lot of games. And Carolina, yeah, they, they've they been done since like week two. I don't care what their record's been the entirety of the way through. They, God, they're bad. This season, is this the last we're going to see of Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback? Not just for the Panthers, I'm saying in the NFL. Yeah, in the NFL, I, I think it is. I, I think that he's going to be going around somewhere to be a backup in the near future. Maybe he'll get like a uh, somewhere down the line, a Mitch Trubisky type start where it's, well, we're drafting this rookie and well, I guess we'll sign Baker Mayfield so he can play behind a veteran for a little bit. But I mean, that I think that's about the best shot that Baker Mayfield has of seeing a football game outside of an injury. What about Sam Darnold? Is he even going to start again, or is he automatically back oh, territory? I, I don't even know if he's backup territory. He <laughs> might have a hard time making a roster. 
Oh, geez. You're saying he's going to be in the in the stands? The Josh the Rosen? Stands Josh Rosen. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That whole draft class is making their way there really quickly, except for Lamar Jackson. Oh, what the hell? Now I really <laughs> feel bad for all those guys. Colbs, any last takes here on the NFL before we go into our power rankings? Um, no, yeah, I mean, I guess it's pretty much NFL from here on out anyway, so yeah, let's just dive into the power rankings. Let's do it, buddy. All right, man. So we got a couple of new top 10 teams this week. Oh. So we're going to start off at number 10 with the Tennessee Titans. Okay. They've made their way into the top 10, and by they, I mean Derrick Henry has made his way into the top 10. Derrick Henry by himself is in the top 10 of the entire NFL. What about so, Burks? What about the wide receiver? They just got him back. He was out on injury for a long time. He looked pretty impressive on his first game back, right? Are you yeah, no, it looks all? great, especially when Derrick Henry's carrying the ball 30 times a game. <laughs> so all of a sudden your receivers really don't have a hard time getting open. Hey, fair but, enough. Yeah, uh, I think the Titans are a legitimate enough team that they are somebody you don't want to have to play against in a similar fashion to San Francisco, but not as dynamic as San Francisco. Speaking of San Francisco, number nine, the San Francisco 49ers, who I anticipate will probably be in my top 10 for the rest of this season. But we will we will see how that goes, because the Niners do have the ability to randomly drop games that they shouldn't. So we'll see how that goes moving forward, but they look like they're finally clicking, which even when Jimmy G had taken over midway through week two, it took him till I'd say this week to really get it moving. So we'll we'll see where this goes from here. Number eight, John, I did keep the Seahawks here for right now just because uh, I mean prior to the bye or prior to the loss to Tampa and then the bye week after there, I mean, the Seahawks were coming off wins against teams like the Chargers and the Giants. I, I still feel like Seattle's in this top 10. If you want to argue with me that they should be below San Francisco, fine, go for it. I it, If you know what, if San Fran's better, they'll be they'll be past Seattle in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. You go. They play each other one more time this year. So but you might it, up it next week, depending it, if Seattle loses and if San Fran. Oh, so if Seattle loses to Vegas, they're they're probably out of this top 10. I mean, okay. that's that's a bad loss. So I yeah, especially in Seattle. Oh, my God. Number seven, John, the Baltimore Ravens, who, as I said, I am I'm definitely about as down on them as I have been all season. They're going to have to win me back if they want to move up in these rankings, but I am just not seeing their ability to do much offensively that doesn't stem directly from Lamar Jackson. If they lose, are they out of your top 10? Probably not this week. Um, they, they go to Jacksonville this week, and I, I think that there is a solid chance that even with a loss from them, I, I just don't think that the teams outside of the top 10 right now I would place over them. But we'll see. Number six, the Minnesota Vikings taking a four-game fall after whatever the fuck they just did against Dallas because that wasn't football. That was uh, Dallas played football. I don't know what Minnesota was playing. Number five, John, your Dallas Cowboys. Here we go. Oh, my God, John. That See, here's the thing. Your defense isn't the most legit defense in the league, but you got some guys. And Micah Parsons, holy shit. That dude was flying around the field all like left and right. John, they turned this game off and put a different game on. They put on the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, they're like, nobody wants to watch this shit anymore. 
I mean, that's how bad the bludgeoning was. I mean, good <laughs> for the Cowboys. That was by far the most impressive thing I saw this week. Cooper Rush ended up going back into the game. For I a saw good that. Reason. For a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four, the Miami Dolphins also coming off a bye this week. So we get to see them come back into action. Uh, look, I think Miami has probably a, a top three offense in the league right now. Yeah. So that's that's really what this team is about. And Tua, just keep it in mind, still leading the league in passer rating. Huge deal. Um, he hasn't thrown a pick since he left with the concussion, you know, early in the year. Holy no interceptions since. So, I mean, Tua is playing as well as it can be played. And with the weapons that he has, I mean, unless he comes up against a defense that can totally shut down the unshutdownables, because what are you going to do to stop Tyreek Hill? He's faster than everybody. What are you going to do to stop Jalen Waddle? He's faster than all your second and third and fourth guys that you can put on him because you got your number one guy on Tyreek Hill. What can you do to slow down Raheem Mostert, who's faster than those two fast guys? You got this Jeff Wilson guy over here who I thought was just a third string San Francisco running back out here running for 120 yards. I just picked him up in fantasy. I like, least. Uh, yeah, this team's got it all. I, I love the Dolphins right now. Number three, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're, they're teetering on this third spot, man, because I oh. really like what I just saw out of Miami and what I just saw out of Philly or uh, out of Dallas. I'm surprised you right don't now, have Miami above them right now. I'm surprised uh, you don't. It's a tough one, and I'm just telling myself, remember the first eight games of the year because Philly looked really good in those, and I can't take those weeks away from them just because they played poorly the last two weeks. Number two, uh, the Buffalo Bills, who I think in the second half last week, we got to see them get back to playing a little bit of the Bills football that we're more used to, and I I just can't imagine that they stay in this kind of Slump. cloudy funky space for a very long time because that offense is so fucking dynamic and by dynamic i just mean explosive i mean literally the connection of josh allen and stefan diggs it, it's a top three connection in the in the nfl and i just don't see a way that that continues to stay as a slower trend right josh allen this week only he threw for a little bit less than 200 yards i don't think we're going to see that very much number one the kansas city chiefs um if they can run the ball like they just ran the ball, that's it. Season's done because that means there's nothing they can't do. Keep in mind, John, they were missing both Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman. I mean, yeah. they're they're doing this with guys that like they they just had grabbed Kadarius Tony a few weeks back in a trade. They're out here using him. Travis Kelsey. Oh, you know what? Everybody else is out. I'll just go throw up three touchdowns real quick. Like. It doesn't matter, man. You can't stop these guys. And Patrick Mahomes, like I told you early on in the year, turns out that losing Tyreek Hill just made him more efficient. He's surgical. He's Peyton Manning in 2003, except better. Like, <laughs> oh my God, man. Like, this is phenomenal. So that's our power rankings for the week, John. We're going to get into the picks here. How'd we do? <sighs> Johnny. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's taking a sip. That doesn't mean good. This no, it actually, it, it wasn't that bad. But, uh, John, for me for personally, <laughs> I went 12 and two on picking winners last week. Wow. Which for the year has me at 105, 58 and one. So big, uh, big week for me as far as wins go. Spreads, I went six, seven and one. 
which for the season has me at 85, 74, and 5. So I'm still up 11 games on the spread. Over-unders, I went 7-7, seven and seven, which puts me at 94 and 69. So I am still up by 25 games there. Uh, Win-loss, I mean, shit, how much am I up there? I'm up by almost 50 games. And then the money line bets would make you a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. John, for what we did last week, I went three and two, which for the year puts me at 33, 21, and one. John, you also went three and two, which has Damn you at an even 27, 27, and one. So you are back to 500 again. Damn it. And Sparky the coin goes two and three, which puts Sparky at 25, 29, and one for the season. So we're both outclassing the coin thus far, but we have more picks to make. John, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready to hear what we're picking this week. Game one, Thanksgiving. We have the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys, John. The spread is Dallas minus nine and a half. I am taking the Giants, not because I think that the Giants win this game, but in in in-division game, Thanksgiving Day, Giants coming off a bad loss. Cowboys coming off the best win they're ever going to have. I don't see how this one goes 10 points or more in Dallas's favor. John, I am taking the Giants. That's a huge spread, Coles. It um, is. It's like way too big for uh, two seven and three teams. And you know why, too? Because Daniel Jones can run a little bit. And that's what yeah. makes me nervous. Um. I'm going to take Dallas just because Pollard has been an absolute animal and they're actually seem to be splitting him more and giving him more carries. That was and good he's, to see. Yeah. And he's kind of acting more as a receiver. So it's a whole nother threat for that offense. I think it's a different Dallas team. <sighs> Colts, I'm taking Dallas. Okay. What Sparky the coin got for us? Sparky is saying tails. Dallas. All right. You guys are taking the big spread. All right. Game two, we have the New England Patriots at the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota favored by two and a half. I think after that particular loss, I don't see a way in which the only thing that can bother this now, you got to keep this in mind. And this made me nervous. It is a nighttime game because it's on Thanksgiving as well. Oh, no, Cole. But after that loss to Dallas, I just don't know how the Vikings fucked this one up. And the Pats, keep in mind, did not score an offensive touchdown last week. I'm going with Minnesota here. Two and a half. They basically just got to win the game. Man. I want to say Minnesota, but the Pats defense is so brutal too. It's so freaking good. Oh, it's good. I think that the 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 best three defenses right now in the NFL is oddly Denver and then the Jets and the Pats. And or you could switch the order on those, whatever. I'm going to take the Pats because Harris and Steve uh, Rashad Steve uh, what's his name? Help me out. Rashad Stevenson. Stevenson? Uh, yeah, I, I, something. Richard, maybe. Richard. I, I don't remember off the top of my head either, but yes, I'm I know hacking you talk about. But the, the duo that they got going on in New England, I think they're going to be able to run all over the Vikings because Elliot and Pollard just did it. And uh, I'm going to just go with that sole reason. If they could rush the ball, they've shown that they've been able to do it before in the past. I think they're going to have success because the defense is just too good. And the Pats defense might be just as good as Dallas's. 
So we're going to see. Oh, I think I think the Pats have a better defense than Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have to take the Pats. Okay. What Sparky the Coin say? Heads. All right. You guys are against me on both the first two games here. Damn it. Game three, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. The Bengals are favored by a point and a half, and I say not in Tennessee. Not in Tennessee. Nope, I am taking Tennessee here because Tennessee is a better football team than the Bengals. I know that the Bengals are funner and they're more explosive and they do all this cool shit, but they're not as good as Tennessee, and this game is being played in Tennessee. I like Tennessee's odds here. John, what say you? I'm going Cincy. I actually, I, I kind of figured you would on that one. So uh, you are against me on all three. What does Sparky the Coin say? Sparky is saying tails. All right. Sparky's with me on Tennessee there. Game four, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus three and a half. I wish the spread was three, but it's three and a half. I'm still taking Seattle here because in Seattle coming off a bye week against that team, I just, I feel like the Seahawks got this one. Seattle. All right. John is with me with Seattle. And what's Sparky say? Tails. Also Seattle. All right. We all like the Seahawks. Game five, the New Orleans Saints at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are minus nine. So once again, I am taking the Saints just because the Niners don't typically beat up on teams. I know what they just did to Arizona. Keep in mind that was Colt McCoy in there. And Andy Dalton, he's been playing just good enough. Like he's not, he's not great. He's not this dynamic weapon he's he's just the same guy he's always been but that's fine it's a decent quarterback so i'm i'm taking the saints here i think that they're going to keep this game close with san francisco although i do think san francisco wins this game damn this is a this is a tough week the spreads are so big but i could see how it could be done there were bigger ones i opted out of those (laughs) You know what? San Fran looks so good, and I truly believe that the connections that they got going on, the players is special, and they're on that hot game winning streak right now. I'm going San Fran. Okay. All right, John, you're against me in four of the games. Heads. Heads. That is with me with New Orleans. All right. So Sparky is against me in... uh, Let's see. Just two of the games? Yeah, just two of the games. John's against me in four. So, John, yeah, this is a this is a real shot. It's something really happening here. This is uh, maybe John making his move, or maybe I'm about to bury him. Not sure which, but how many games back am I from you? Uh, let's see. I'm at 33. You're at 27. So I got a six game lead on you. All right. I need this week to come through. <laughs> I, to come through. John, uh, have you have you seen the Pick'em League? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm way down there too. I'm Dude, oh no, not not even the difference of you and I in there because I mean, yeah, I got you by like twenty, like yeah. twenty twenty one games, something like that. But I just extended my lead out to uh, I think I'm up eight games now. Oh my god, <laughs> on second place, I'm oh, killing it. If god. only my fucking fantasy team could win some goddamn games. You're gonna you're gonna start being good at fantasy. I'm telling you, are you having fun with fantasy at least? Yeah, I am. I'm having a good time with it. I told you you would. Yeah, I at this point, the funny thing is now I'm looking back to the way that I drafted and I'm like, fuck, had I had I 
you know, just done it sometime in the last decade. I probably would have drafted a little bit different, which would have helped me out here. It's not like I'm so reliant on these connections of now. I don't, I'm not pissed at the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs one, but now I'm looking at like Brady and Evans and I'm like, fuck, like I need both of them to, to go off or neither one of them go off. And this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Cause if you got them kind of linked up, if one of them sucks, they both suck. <laughs> I ended up grabbing Juju Smith-Schuster while he had the concussion, and he didn't even play last week. I grabbed him off waivers because I'm like, I want one of these Chiefs weapons. I don't yeah. even give a shit which one. Just give me one of them. I'm taking a Chiefs guy. Give me you Juju. Need, you need exposure to that Chiefs offense because just any week. It could be any <laughs> one of them, but if it yeah. is that one, you're going to win. Oh, if he's cleared to play this week, I'm benching DK Metcalf, and I'm putting in Juju Smith-Schuster. Like. <laughs> You're going to bench your boy, DK. Honestly, it's fantasy. Yeah, he hasn't hasn't been like massively productive. He usually gets me about 12, but Juju can put up 25 sometimes. True to that. True to that. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap this show up right now. I think we're going to go into the Jack and Can show. Cobes, any last words? No. (laughs) 